0: Well, praise God. Welcome back to Faith Walk Podcast. I'm your host, William Carroll. Man, I'm telling you, if that last podcast didn't fire you up, I don't know what will. It fires me up, and that's what it's all about. You know, God laid it on on my heart to do this so that, that I get out the word of, of the type of God that I serve. You know, he's a, God, he's a, he's a miracle-making God. He's a waymaker, a promise keeper, miracle worker. Man, I'm telling you, our God is a great God that is willing to do so many things, but he needs us to be his hands and his feet and his mouth. He needs us to go out and do the things. He needs us to take him out of the box, take him with us. See, because wherever we go, he's with us if he if the Spirit of God dwells in us. Amen. Well, welcome back. I'm telling you, I'm still fired up. <clears throat> but uh but today I wanted to I wanted to go and I wanted to talk a little bit about, well. You know, I learned so much when I used to run the uh, work on the ambulance service and as an EMT as a firefighter, and th- and that's where I learned to walk to follow God to believe in God and believe in the things that He says and the things that he does. so uh I wanted to talk about and give a testimony about how I went uh, I got called in, I was on call, and I got called in because the ambulance was fixed to make a transfer. They were transferring a, a patient from, um, I believe it was from Carthage to Tyler at that time. And, uh, so I got up there and I said, Hey, what's going on? And they go, you want to go? I said, go where they said, do you want to go and make this transfer? Cause this guy is the most hateful guy. He complains. He murmurs. They didn't use murmurs, but I do. Cause I like that, that saying. And, <clears throat> uh, in Philippians 2:14, uh, it says, "Do all things without murmuring and complaining." Yeah, uh-huh. Well, some of you murmur and complain a lot, you need to stop it. <laughs> but anyway, um, they said he, he always calls he calls the head office and he complains about us and tell us how sorry we are and how we did this and how we did that. He, they said he's just a horrible, horrible human being. Do you want to go? And I said, well, no, not particularly. And then I had a prick in my heart, and I said, tell you what, I'll go. And um, I said, well, I'll go. And then the guy, the, the other guy that was going to go with me, um, he, he wasn't on call. He was on duty, so I was replacing one that was the, the head guy on that, that deal, and I was a senior man. And so uh, I, he goes, oh, I guess you're going to drive. And I said, no, you know what? I'm going to ride in the back. You know, that's, that's where the action happens, people. That's I love to be in the back. Even though I was senior man on the calls, when we got out there, I wanted to do the, the patient care. And, and I would always allow my attendant to, to do the driving because I wanted to do the patient care. Because, man, I tell you what, God just gave me anointing to be good at it and to love it and to be able to minister to people in the back of the ambulance. Man, that was my church. The back of the ambulance was my church. And so um, I said, yeah, I'll go. Let's go. So we went and down the hall and we got him. And, oh, he was fussing. He was murmuring. He was complaining, you know. And I was going, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, kind of like my buddy Stephen. Mm-hmm, Yeah. And so we put him in the, we put him in hamlets, We took out and he was, he was fairly quiet. We had got out of town. We got on the road and, and uh, he was going over there for dialysis. Um, his kidneys were not working. And so uh, his levels, his blood levels, uh, toxicity had gotten really high. So he was going for dialysis. At that time, we didn't have dialysis there in, in, in Carthage or, or it was shut down for, you know, whatever. Anyway, we was going to Tyler. He had to go to Tyler. So we loaded him up. We was going, and uh, I'm sitting there, and I'm just praying. I'm praying. I'm praying in the spirit and truth. I'm praying. I'm sitting in the ambulance quietly, you know, praying, just minding my own business. And he said, uh, he just out of the blue, he said, if I had a gun, I'd kill myself. You know, caught me by surprise. I said, Pardon me. He said, If I had a gun, I'd kill myself. But my family took all my guns away from me and hid from me. And I I looked at him and I said, uh, I said, uh, Sir, I I said, Are you, you know, what's your medical problem? And he said, "Uh, Well, I'm going for dialysis. I said, So your medical problem is that your kidneys do not function, do not work right. And he said, yes. And I said, um, I said, well, after you go to dialysis and you get your blood cleaned up, does it make you feel better? No, it don't make me feel no better. I said, okay. I said, but do you have any underlying, uh, diseases or, or anything health wise? He said, no. He said, I just, I just need dialysis ever so often. I think it was once a week. I don't, you know, I don't really remember, but, uh, I said, well, sir, I said, uh, uh, and he said, and I'd kill myself if I had a gun. And I said, why would you do that? He said, because he said, I don't like, I don't like doing dialysis. I don't feel good. And I'm ready. I just, I'm I'm ready to go. And I said, well, sir, do you know, the Lord Jesus Christ is your Lord and savior. And he looked at me kind of funny. And he said, uh, yeah. And I said, I said, "If I said, do you know you don't want to kill yourself?" I said, "That's a temptation of the enemy. That's the easy way out." He says, "But it's not the easy way out. It's not easy for you to pull that trigger. It's not easy on your family. It's not easy on your grandkids. It's not easy on your kids because all the rest of their life, that spirit that caused you to want to take your own life will be hounding them, and it will be, and they will be, and, and they will be thinking all their life is." Why didn't we see this coming? Why didn't we understand that he was in such pain? Why didn't we know? How come he didn't talk to me? How come he didn't tell me he was feeling like this? I could have helped him. or I could have done something, but I didn't do nothing. I missed the chance. I'm, I, I, I'm, I'm no good. See, that's what the enemy will tell them. They're no good. They're no good because they didn't know what was going on, and you could, you, you took your own life. I said, now, do you want to wish that on your own family? He said, no, but I'd still kill myself if I had a gun. I said, well, why? Why? I don't understand. I said, I don't understand why you would do that. That one act is so selfish that it would destroy your your wife. It would destroy your children. It would destroy your grandchildren. It will destroy your friends and those that know you, that, that, that love you. I said, those people love you. And by that one selfish act that the enemy, because I'm going to tell you, it's the devil. It's the devil that wants you to do that because he's telling you it's the easy way for you to get out. And it won't hurt nobody. I said, it's going to hurt everybody you love. Do you want to do that? Well, no, but I don't want to live. I said, well, okay. I said, well, who gave you life? Uh, God. I said, do you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? He said, yes, I've done that a long ago, and I believe he's my Lord, and I believe I'm saved. I said, well, okay. I said, do you believe God breathed life in your lungs at birth? He said, yes, I do. I said, well, do you, why don't you believe that you can just say, Lord Jesus, I'm ready to come home. Lord Jesus, take my life, take my life and bring me home. I give my breath. I surrender my body to you. I give my breath to you. And he goes, I thought of that. I knew he hadn't thought of that. I said, well, if God gave you breath, God can take it away. And I said, if you're really ready to go and it's time for you to go and God's ready for you, he'll bring you home. I said, what you need to do, you need to call all your family in. You need to gather them around and you need to tell them about the love of God and how God had gave your life and how he had blessed you. But you were tired. You don't like living with your kidneys not working and you're ready to go home. And that that uh, that uh, God is going to call you home. I said you need to call them around. You need to love them. You need to to leave them with a good note. On a good note. And um, and I'm gonna tell you, he just kind of looked really funny at me, and he, you know, and he said, uh, I've thought about that. <laughs> Again, he thought about that. And I said, well, look, we serve a big God. And I said, God is so gracious. I said, if if it's your time to go and, and you're ready and you're really ready and you know him and you call upon him. I said, he loves you as a child and he's going to do what's best for you. He said, okay. Well, we got up to the hospital, and let me tell you, this guy was a changed man when we got to the hospital. We're wheeling him down the hall, and he's laughing, and he's joking. And my partner looks at me, and he said, what in the world did you do to him? This is the most mean guy that we've ever, and he always gripes and complains. And I said, I didn't do nothing, you know, because I didn't do nothing. God did it. The Spirit of God was back there. The Spirit of God was leading me and guiding me and showing me what to say and how to minister to this man. We put him in his room, you know, and and, and moved him over to his bed, and his family's there, and he says, hey, come here. Come here. I want you to meet my friends. And he <laughs> introduced me, and he introduced my partner, and he said, these are the, the two best uh, EMT people I've ever had in my life. You know, and he said, he said, they're just so good in there. And, you know, the, the, they're always so good to me when they pick me up and when they lead me and when they guide me. When they take me and move me from place to place. Oh, well, you know, we had never moved him once. Our company had, but we had only moved him one, <coughs> excuse me, one time in a. And I tell you what, I, I, I tell you, I, w- I was amazed, you know, because the power of God came upon him. Now, in that ambulance, after he said he didn't know God, I said, well, let's pray. I said, let's pray to God that he carries you home and that you have time to gather your family around and tell him. And he says, I want to do that. So we prayed. We prayed a prayer. It's just like something like this. We said, Lord Jesus, we know that you give us breath and life. You give us all good things from the Father. But Lord, I'm tired. I'm ready to come home. I'm tired of being sick. I'm tired of the dialysis. But I want to love on my family. Tell my family goodbye. Tell my family how I love them and how I love you and how you love me. And I'm going to ask you to carry me home. And Lord, carry me home when the time is right in Jesus' name. Amen. The prayer was something like that. It was probably pretty close to that because that's about, you know, that's about how I, I do things. And how God leads me to do things. So um, so uh, I didn't think no more of it. Man, he loved on us and his family loved on us. And they were so shocked. They were so amazed. Uh, some of the family came outside the room and they said, I don't know what you did. I don't know what you said to him, but he is totally, completely changed. He's a changed man. He's been wanting to kill himself. I said, I know. He told me in the back of that uh, And, and I told her, I, I told her, this was his daughter. I told her, I said, you know, I said, God loves him. He's re- if he's ready to go, y'all need to let him go. Y'all need to believe in him. Y'all need to love on him while he's here. And when he says it's time to go and he's going to pray to go home, I said, I believe God's going to call him home. And I said, because he says he's ready. He says, he knows the Lord. He loves the Lord, you know, and, and, uh, I see now that he does, but he had been believing a, die, a lie of the enemy. The enemy, the, the spirit, the spirit of, <laughs> I'm sorry, the spirit of, um, of a suicide. It's a suicide demon. Let me tell you, the devil has a suicide demon. And listen, he tempted Christ in the wilderness. And let me show you how that suicide demon works right quick. Let's go over here and we're going to go to Matthew. Matthew chapter 4. Verse 2, starting in verse 2, and it says, And when he had fasted 40 days, talking about Jesus, and 40 nights, he was afterward of hungry. And when the tempter the tempter came to him, he said, If thou be the Son of God, command these stones to be made bread. Jesus was hungry. The tempter, who's the tempter? Satan. The tempter came to him and said, Uh If you're the son of God, questioning his authority, questioning his Godship, questioning him as the son of God. And he said, command these stones to be bread. But Jesus answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. See, Jesus fought the tempter by the word of God, by the spirit of God, because the devil knows the words. I tell you what, the devil knows the words more than most Christians know the word, because you don't get in your the Bible, you don't study the word of God, you don't learn the word of God, and he can change one little, one little word and and present it to you and you believe that word and then he's got you. So you got to know the word better than him and you got to know how to deal with him. You have to when he tempts you and you know it's not the the right what he's trying to get you to do, you say, "No, Satan, get thee behind me." That's what Jesus said too, "Get thee behind me, Satan." And he said, "For it is written," and he quoted back the word of God to Satan. That's what you got to do the tempter in your life when he's tempting you to try to do something. So He said, It's written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Then the devil taketh him up upon a holy city, setteth him on a pinnacle of the temple. And he said unto him, If you be the Son of God, cast thyself down. For it is written, He shall give his angels charge concerning thee, and in their hands they shall bear thee up least any time you dash your foot against the stone. Now that's the word of God. Satan was quoting the word of God. He was quoting it to Jesus. He thought he was weak cuz he had fasted and prayed for 40 days and 40 nights. And he was trying to use that. See when we're tired, when we're weak, when we're sick, this devil comes and he tries to use the word of God to tempt us, to try to get us to do something that we shouldn't do, to try to get us off the path and not realize, not realize that that he's tempting us. And he tries to make it our own thought. And when we accepted it as our own thought, when we accept it as our own thought, then it goes to our heart and then we act on it, right? Okay, so the tempter. And Jesus said, it is written again. It is written again. It is written again. Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Again, the devil taketh him up unto an exceeding high mountain and showeth him all the kingdoms of the world and the glory of them. And he said unto him, all these things will I give thee. Thou shalt fall down and worship me. See, was it a temptation? Was it a temptation for Jesus to see everything in the world and Satan to say, um, uh, I will give you these things? How could he do that? How could he do that? Because the Bible says, the word of God says, that Satan is the prince of the power of the airway. He's the prince here of the earth. See, by default... Adam and Eve surrendered their uh, their uh, lordship over the earth, what God had placed them. God had placed them over the earth to replenish it, to, to, to uh, replenish the earth and to till the garden. And when they sinned by default, because the tempter, Satan, uh, Satan took control of the earth. All right. Well, listen, let's don't get into that. Let's go on to something else. So the censor came on and it said, all these things will I give thee. So it was a temptation. It was a temptation to Jesus. If you just fall down and worship me. And then Jesus said, and get thee hence Satan, get thee behind me, Satan. For it is written, thou shalt worship the Lord thy God and him only shalt thou serve. Then the devil left him. He left him. And behold, angels came and ministered to him. Now, back up here again, when the devil had taken him up upon the pinnacle and said, cast yourself down, lest the angels catch you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone or smash your foot against stone. Come in. Stop that. Come in. And, um, and when that happened, you know, uh, that was the suicide demon. Okay, that's what I call him. I call him the suicide demon. That was the devil tempting Jesus to take his own life. See, the devil, he he's hes never changed. He hasn't changed yet. If you have a thought about hurting yourself, cutting yourself, or, or you know, when you're cutting yourself, you're trying to let the bad out most of the time. That's what it is. But But if you start cutting yourself, then the suicide demon will come upon you and he will try to tell you that it's better to take your life because everybody will be better off. You'll be better off. You'll be out of your pain. You'll be out of your misery and your family will be better better off because you're not around and they're not having to, 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 to tend to you and to all the things that you are doing in your life and and, and grieving for you, and they'll be better off. But the fact is that is a lie straight from the pits of hell. That's what I said, a lie straight from the pits of hell. See, the devil (laughs) tried to trick Jesus and say, kill yourself, throw yourself off, throw yourself off, throw yourself off, because the Bible says, if you're the son of God, the Bible says the angels will catch you. You're not going to die. But actually, the devil was trying to tempt him to kill himself. See, uh, the suicide demon, as I call it, you know, you can get upset with me. I don't care. It is a suicide demon. It is. It is the devil. Now, the devil's not everywhere at one time, but he took a whole third of the angels with him when he rebelled against God, and he came against God. And so, there are many devils. There are many devils in his kingdom, fallen angels in his kingdom, and they come to do his bidding. So if, an, if one comes to you and you have the thought of suicide, you, you better know. I want you to know right now, if you're thinking about committing suicide or if you thought about committing suicide, that it's going to be better. It's not going to be better. It's not going to be better for those around you because they love you and it's not going to be better for you you know, because look, God's got a purpose in your life. He wants to take you right there where you're at, right there in your misery, right there in your pain and turn it around. Just like he turned it around for that man. Just like he turned it around. You know, two weeks later, I was sitting in the, I was sitting in the hospital and I was on call. I mean, not on call that night. I was working that night and I act, I picked up the newspaper, the local newspaper. It only comes out twice a week and I, I didn't read it a whole lot, but I picked it up. When I picked it up, I was just flipping through there and I, I saw a picture that I thought I knew, and I started reading, and I read the name, and I said, yeah, and I looked at the picture, and it was the man that I had took over to the hospital, and in the, his his obituary said that he, his, it gave his name, and it said that he had passed on to be with his Lord and Savior, with his family, and those that loved him around him, encouraging him, and loving on him something like that. I mean I, when I read the obituary, I knew that he had made it right. He did not commit suicide, but the Lord the Lord called him home because in his heart he was really ready to go and God was showing me and confirming what I had shared with him and what I had talked to him about that if if it's if you're really ready to go all you have to do is ask God and if he's through with you here he'll call you home. But see he went. He went home to be with the Lord with no underlining sickness or disease except kidney failure. But he was ready in his heart, and he had prayed in his heart, and we had prayed that God would call him home. And he took time, two weeks' time, to gather his family around, to love on, to not be that murmuring complainer that he had been for I don't know how many years. He'd been that way for a while, and, and, and he was happy. He was joyous. He was loving God, loving his family and he believed God would call him home and God called him home. Amen. That's the kind of God I serve. That's the kind of God I want you to know that you serve. I want you to begin to 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 stop just Playing with religion, come on, man! This is an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. God can lead you. God can guide. God can lead you and guide you to where He wants you to be, to say what He wants you to say, to lay hands on those He wants you to lay hands on. You you know, and and listen. Jesus went. You know, He Jesus didn't just go around healing, healing, healing. If you read the if you read the Bible, what the Bible says is that He went to prayer. He was in prayer. He went along the side and went to prayer. He prayed. He got up. He went healings, miracles, wonders, following. Then he went back to prayer. It's from prayer to prayer that the healings, wonders, and miracles happen. So you gotta be a man of prayer, you gotta be a woman of prayer. If you're not a man of prayer and a woman of prayer, then these things are not going to happen. If you don't listen to the, to, to the voice of God, these things are not going to happen. If you don't know the word of God, these things are not going to happen because you don't know the word, you know, and, and, and the devil can leave you astray. He can tempt you like he tried to tempt Jesus to kill itself. Now, listen, right now, I want to tell you, if you're listening to this podcast and you're, and you're being tempted to, to hurt yourself, to cut yourself or to kill yourself, to take your own life, you know, I want to tell you right now, That's a lie of the devil. God's got more for you. God's got a plan for you. Listen right now. Pray this prayer after me right now. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Lord, let me know that you love me, that this is a lie from the enemy, the tempter that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Lord, do not let him talk me into taking my own life. Lord, you can turn my situation around. You can give me a new heart. You can bless me and you can lift me up out of the muck, the mud that I'm living in. Lord Jesus, I believe you are the son of God and you have forgiven me for my sins. Now, Lord, move. Send your Holy Ghost to move me, stir me, lead me and guide me in Jesus' name. Listen, I'm gonna jump over here now. I love you. Jesus loves you. Do not let the devil, Or anybody else talk you into something that you know that you shouldn't do. That you know in your heart that you shouldn't do. No matter how much the pain is. Jesus can heal the pain. He can take away the pain. He will take away the pain. Well, until next time. I love you. Jesus loves you. Stand strong on the word. Get in the word of God. Pray. Talk to him. Prayer is talking to God. He wants an intimate relationship with you. Because you are his child in your joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Amen. Love y'all. Until next time. Bye.